You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. That time of the year again, you know, it's uh, everything is uh, slowing down and everyone is getting ready for their well-deserved holiday. Uh, and, uh, you know, we are looking forward uh, to resting and spending some quality time uh, with our families and friends. And yes, uh, before we head off, uh, you know, this well-deserved holiday, fa- uh, you know, families need to take precautions and uh, spending their times out in maybe near the beach or the pool or the braai with the kids is, you know, a nostalgic moment. However, this is also the time when, uh, you know, uh, where most parents injure their back. Uh, common injuries include lower back pain after picking up your kids and playing with them, swinging them uh, around or walking for prolonged periods on the beach or near the malls. Or uh, neck pain also can arise from, uh, yeah, too much sleeping on the bed, yeah. You know, when you overindulge in front of the maybe the, the jolly box or sleeping in a strange bed in your rental uh, uh, lodge that you've been through. But, uh, you know, to fill us in on uh, these scenarios and when you're going on a vacation and uh, what the chiropractor will advise us, let's welcome our chiropractor, Ahmed Abdul Karim, Dr. Ahmed Abdul Karim. Uh, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me how you're doing this fine, uh, beautiful evening. Wa alaikum salam, Alhamdulillah, I'm very well. How are you? Alhamdulillah, all the better to hear you and uh, good to have you on your second innings on uh, Marka Sahaba. And you know, we're looking at it for some people, the December holiday is a perfect time to fix everything around the house. And that's the time you don't have to start doing the, your own DIY. And uh, yeah, sometimes the hammer falls on your toes or sometimes you strain your back or you think you still, you know, you have the age with you, but suddenly you get a shock of your life. What are some of the precautions uh, that, uh, you know, we should be taking during uh, the, uh, the the silly period? But, uh, you know, when we, uh, you know, we be in the layback mode, but we want to repair or we want to go out and, you know, have fun or to even show the kids, hey, you know, dad is so good, suddenly your back is sprained or your ankle is sprained. What should we do? What are some of the precautions uh, we should be taking uh, during these times? Gee, okay. Um, the first thing is you need to understand is especially if you're doing something like um, DIY, whether it's uh, painting or anything that involves using uh, a ladder. Um, I just like to say that if uh, before you do anything, you should probably just inspect your ladder before you decide to do any uh, climbing of the ladder. Absolutely. You, you know, because probably your ladder's been in storage for some time and there could be borrow or termites or things that may have gotten in and you're not even sure. And suddenly you're taking a step and then you've got all your painting stuff with you and then you maybe miss a step or the, it, it, it um, you know, you have the steps that may just uh, cave in you or something and then you're, you've got, you got another big, bigger, big, bigger issue than, than just uh, painting your house or doing any DIY. So I think um, even if it's um, whether you're doing anything on the ladder, or even if it's you, even if it's you, uh, you going to a lodge or going to a new place, you should probably just inspect the furniture or something before you decide to have a seat on it, just just in case. You know, you'd rather be safe than sorry. You'd rather just make sure that you you have a good, um, your center of gravity is good, so you you prevent any injuries. Um, also, um, make sure that your the, the the ground that you're using, the ground that the ladder is on is firm and is even because you don't want to be up there and then suddenly you have like, um you have uneven surface and then you now wobbling up over there and then you have no control and you come crashing down. So that's probably the first 
things you should start looking at before you start doing any DIY or any uh, moving to any new place for the holiday. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, did I greet the Ummah? I don't think we greeted y'all. Uh, let's greet uh, Pais and Sagacious Ummah with a hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Dr. Ahmed, I hope I greeted you. Uh, better, the more you greet, the better. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Medical files are keeping your company. Uh, you know what? Jazakallah. I'd rather be safe than sorry. But, uh, you know, the, the more you greet, the better. And also, uh, yes, uh, the program is uh, Medical Files. And our guest this evening is. Uh, Dr. Ahmed Abdul Karim, who is a chiropractor, and you know he's from a beautiful part of the world there in Port Chefston, and hey, he, people love him there, and we also love him. He's a good young uh, doctor to have. Yes, sir, you know, Ahmed, I'm also thinking about, uh, you know, when you're picking up the load and, you know, you in your enthusiasm, you're so uh, excited. What are some of the precautions you have to take? You know, perhaps someone say, hey, don't overcarry, you may twist your upper body. So, uh, perhaps some advice there? So I think before you do any lifting or any carrying of anything, um, the first thing you should be doing is to stretch before you do anything. So even if it's uh, a little stretch of your back, anything of that sort. Because remember, this time of the year, you tend to do more carrying and more of, uh, more of a load-bearing uh, stuff than you would do at the normal, at, at, uh, at any other time of the year. So it, just to loosen up the muscles, and um, just to just to just to do like a stretching exercise or anything, just to just to get the muscles nice and loose and warmed up. Also, it's it's also very important to not to not underestimate the tasks that, that's ahead of you. It could be a simple carrying of luggage from your from your from your house to the or to the boot of your car or vice versa, you know, and then you, you don't, you, you underestimate the, the load or how heavy it is and then suddenly you have you pull a muscle or you feel like your back's being thrown out or something of the sort. So I think it's, um, it's important just to stretch before you do anything. And the other important thing is to exercise extreme caution when you're lifting heavy objects. The idea is to use your legs and not your back. So you, you bend your legs and you don't bend your back over. So if you think about it, like if you if you're bending over an object, you go into a ruku, but you bend your legs as well to as far as possible. Uh, like you almost do like a half squat, and then you lift you lift the package that you are carrying. And also, um, when you when you're carrying a package, ma- make sure that it's close to your body as possible. So the closer it is, the less stress it puts on your back. That's the trick. The trick is that the closer it is to your body, the less stress that it puts on your back, and then it will decrease the chances of you having to strain a muscle or even throwing a back out or prompting a visit to a chiropractor or a healthcare professional. Absolutely brilliant there. Also, you know, if you're driving and you're having long drives, uh, perhaps you're driving from Pochips into Cape Town, uh, you know, one of the uh, uh, some of the important things that you make sure that you should be doing when you're taking a long drive, and especially for a driver, you know, you can stiffen up, or maybe neck can get stiff, or you can have other cramps coming through. What are some of the precautions that the driver should take, uh, uh, Ahmed? But the normal advice patients is to, when you're setting out on your journey, just make sure that you have it evenly spaced out for your stops. So every one and a half to two hours, it's quite essential to stop and to to stretch out and to stretch your legs and to do a bit of breathing exercises while you uh, while you're on the road. Uh, this helps also to oxygenate your oxygenate your muscles and your your keep your lungs and everything. And it's also it's also to keep your your body nice and hydrated as well. 
to prevent any um, dehydration or any hypoxia that may occur while you're traveling. Because remember, when you're traveling, you're not moving that much in the in the in the vehicle. So your body tends to get lazy, and it also tends to um, take in less oxygen than when when you would have been in in active state. So I think um, uh, stopping for uh, stopping every one and a half to two hours is very important, just to also give your back the rest that it needs. Because remember, sitting for too long also isn't it puts a lot of strain on your back as well, and you can end up with um, like a you know like a lower back issue or something of the sort when or before you even get to your destination. Yeah, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, when you're in an aeroplane and you're on a long uh, trip, you know, very confined spaces. Uh, what should we be doing in the in a plane, you know, when we start feeling that, uh, you know, we can lower the seats and sleep and all. Any other tips uh, when you are on, on, on a very long flight, Ahmed, uh, what would you advise? You can also, um, there are uh, instances where the, where the seatbelt sign goes off and you can actually walk uh, around the plane. But um, and I think with this, uh, with this COVID pandemic, I'm not sure if it's, um, it's uh, advisable. I'm not sure what the protocol is in the plane. But even if it means you sitting sitting on your at your seat and doing a little stretch exercise of your your neck or even moving your legs around, this will prevent thing known as a deep end thrombosis, where you have um, a clot in your in your leg which causes your legs to swell. So that also can be sometimes life threatening. So also we advise you not to be in that one position all the time. Rather, just keep moving moving around as much as you can, even if it means, uh, like I said, doing a stretch or mm-hmm. moving your legs around. And then we know, you know, as many people go overseas and some like to go, uh, you know, skiing and think that braving the snow and the ice. Unfortunately, you know, you get many injuries, people falling, uh, winter sports injuries or car accidents or pain caused by shoveling and things like that. You know, what would you advise to those people that are going, you know, skiing and doing uh, uh, having holidays uh, that are at uh, dangerous uh, venues, Ahmed? I think the, the important thing there is to understand that you you really have to have your safety equipment uh, up to up to scratch. You know, you can't go there with uh, equipment that hasn't been tested or hasn't been uh, uh, you know approved by any uh, certifying authority. That it's, uh, it has to be safe because it, in the end it can be life threatening, not only to your not only co- can also cause like, irreversible injuries as well to your to your spine, and can lead to things like paralysis or even unfortunately in some instances can even lead to death. So just uh, being aware of your surroundings at all times is important and being aware of the fact that um, you know your your safety equipment is there to protect you and you have to wait at all times just to be just to be safe. Well Ahmed there's something I know about you. I know that the uh, chiropractor uh, can give you things to uh, boost your immune system, and uh, you can also give uh, you know people for colds and flus. Uh, they call it the chiropractic care. Can help uh, balance the nervous system, improve your immune system, uh, and uh, you know you can avoid avoid uh, getting sick. I didn't know that uh, you could do that, uh, Ahmed. Uh, perhaps a little uh, detail on that. Okay, uh, this is is that substantiated, uh, Kachwa? Okay, oh, that the chiropractor can give a, a boost uh, or give a uh, you know uh, medicine. No, you don't. Uh, you don't administer medicine. No. No, not not not. not it's not substantiated, so there's, I can't I can't comment on it. So oh, no okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I I did a little bit of maybe the American style. So the, maybe the chiropractors in America do something different that we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Could, could could that be a possibility? Yeah. 
it, um, it they, they, they claim to be, but there hasn't been proved in any research. Right? Okay, no research. It's more, well, it's right, more right. like a placebo effect, so we'll have to leave it out. Let's leave that. All right. No, no, good. Uh, and uh, we put a disclaimer to that. And uh, what about, you know, you on a holiday and suddenly you have arthritis and you know that the pain is worsened uh, during the cold. How, how would you advise a, a, a person that succumbs to arthritis? How should they, you know, uh, embrace an environment that is uh, very cold? Well, you know, it's um, arthritis is um, a degenerative condition. So it, at some point, everybody is going to get it. So where your bones start to degenerate. As you get older, your body tends to get a bit lazy. So your your bone resorption isn't as good as it was when you, you know you're much younger. So it's a process that will happen. So it's nice to prepare for it beforehand. So especially when you're younger, what's nice to do is to do like uh, what we call. Um, a load-bearing exercises, so you know a bit of weight, so anything of that sort, just to help uh, lay down more bone, more, more bone, uh, help lay down more bone formation. Uh, so as you get older, this prevents like that uh, degeneration from happening much quicker. So if you do a bone density test and uh, etc., it won't it won't show that you uh, you have uh, any any um, uh, end stage uh, degeneration rates now causing pain. But the idea is to also remember just to keep it um keep it warm as such you can even apply uh, um things like herbal balms and um you can even also have to use like um stretch the area use uh, supports like these knee supports and these um um uh, wrist supports and all of that it also tends to help to a certain extent but it's whatever works for a person you just have to try whatever works for you sometimes what may work for you may not work for the next person so you just have to try and see what's available and then Take it from there. Yeah, you make a lot of sense there. As you said, uh, different people uh, react differently to uh, uh, treatment. And what about the asthmatic uh, patients? What can you do for them, uh, Amit? So there are there are there are various ways and treatments that you can do for uh, things that you can do for the asthmatic patients, like you know, releasing the uh, mucus that builds up within the the lungs, so to help the patient. Uh, make the chest much more lighter and just to help to increase the breathing pattern and increase the flow of air. Um, there's just um, um, also uh, various ways that you can do it. Even the physiotherapist does it quite well, actually, um, not only confined to the chiropractor, but uh, chiropractic, obviously, we incorporate the, uh, the high amplitude, low velocity adjustment that also comes with um, adjusting the rib heads and making sure that the body is, um, you know, it opens up the the chest cavity much more, and then patients feel that they can breathe better. Okay, and also, you know, when you talk about the chiropractic care for tailbone pain, you know, what what do you do when the person has a tailbone pain? So in this instance, you have um, what is known as uh, maybe sometimes a coccyx fracture where uh, a patient or somebody would present after falling from a surface but falling directly on the tailbone and this can cause an excruciating amount of pain. So what we normally advise is to ice the area and take uh, uh, some maybe uh, check with the GP for some painkillers, um, anti-inflammatories and um, use maybe a donut cushion and then also just try to, um, there, are, there are ways of manipulation that you can do. Um, I won't go into detail of it because of, so because of the sensitivity of the area but there are manipulations that you can do to maybe help you with the patient, but obviously consent has to be given from the patient itself. 
I tell you, Ahmed, you're firing on all cylinders. A really a pleasure. You are, you know what? It's like a T20 match, and hey, every uh, question is giving us a brilliant answers. Uh, mashallah, Ahmed. The whole of our chefs and say, you, you go, Ahmed. You go, Doctor Ahmed uh, Abdul Karim yes. from uh, from Sheppies. Okay. And uh, what about uh, the chiro- uh, chiropractic care for spinal stenosis? So, to understand what uh, spinal stenosis is first, stenosis is known as uh, a narrowing in the spine. So, where you have your nerve that comes out, um, your, your nerves that come out from your from your spine from the spinal canal. Sometimes, what you know, what is known as you have like um, either a uh, it's called a, um, a stenosis where it's just, it starts getting narrower because of either degeneration or some injury of the sort. So what happens is we refer to it as a pinched nerve because so now this, if it's narrow, if you think about it, the nerve can't pass through easy, and it now starts to uh, the the bone now starts to touch the nerve, which is which shouldn't be the case. So what happens is it now causes pain either going down your arm or down your leg. You get this sharp shooting pain going down everywhere. So what happens is um, sometimes it can also cause a muscle spasm, which also makes makes it a bit worse and. It doesn't make it uncomfortable. It can be, can be debilitating in some stages where the patient just can only sit in bed or hold the arm or, you know, have the leg in this one specific position where they, they only find relief in that position. So what we tend to do is we we, we assess the situation as best as we can. We do all the orthopedic and uh, neurological testing just to see there's no loss of muscle uh, or any, uh, any, any neurological deficits. And then from there, we... Try to treat it either using dry needling, electrotherapy. Just try to alleviate the pain and and help with uh, pain management. And of course, if if it's uh, if it's necessary and if it's uh, if it's safe at that time, we can also administer an adjustment also, which helps to um, helps also with pain management and just to reduce the adhesions in the area. And also looking at uh, the chiropractic approach to otitis uh, media, Ahmed. Okay, also, no, no, no substantial. Yeah, oh, so that's also a, a, a gray area. So they have a lot of uh, gray areas that they haven't, uh, you know, uh, done uh, proper research yet, Ahmed. Okay. All right, Ahmed, are you still there? I mean, uh, this yeah. is, uh, I'm still there. Okay. All right. No, I was just uh, saying there's uh, quite a few gray areas uh, that we are getting into this, uh, but we'll move on. Uh, now, uh, what about uh, Bell's palsy? You know, what is Bell's palsy? Uh, Bell's palsy. Gee, Bell's that... uh, palsy. Yeah. What is Bell's palsy? Okay, so Bell's palsy is, um, it's called like, what well, is known as a facial paralysis. It can... Uh, it looks like a. Actually, when you see it from a patient point of view, it actually looks like uh, like somebody's having a stroke, you know, because one side of the face just drops to to the to the one side. So what it is is it's um, it's uh, can be because of a viral infection, and also um, usually like a patient has um, some patients coming with uh, uh, ear ache or ear infection they've had previously, and then what happens is it causes uh, palsy. Um, mostly because of a viral infection that it can happen. And what happens is it's a sudden weakness in the muscles in one half of the face. So um, it's uh, what happens is one of the nerves that gets um, that gets infected, uh, that gets affected. Um, usually it's the, the facial nerve that um, 
that that causes this. And then what we have mm. we have treated uh, Bell's palsy in with some success. We use a thing called electrotherapy that seems to have helped with uh, patients with Bell's palsy. Yes, Ahmed. You know, also when you look at uh, people have that palsy. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's quite a uh, sometimes it's a it's a sad situation. But uh, when you look at uh, uh, you know sports injury, how common is it amongst uh, you know uh, uh, young sportsmen getting injured, and how often uh, do you tend to them? I mean, when we were young, I don't know. You're you, you're still a youngster. You can ask your uncle, uh, you know, Ashraf about this. Uh, Ashraf Ilyas, that we used to play, but you know, we played some. Even we played cricket, you know, without the pads and without the guards and that. But we took it all and we, we, we never got injured. But today, why is a sports injury so common, Ahmed? I think it's more uh, become more competitive now. Um, and I think sports is more widely, um, widely accessible to people. So it becomes much more competitive now than compared to what it was. So I think the, um, the injuries are becoming much more common now. So it's just that the population has uh, increased. Uh, absolutely. I was thinking aloud, you know, perhaps uh, uh, people, uh, uh, the type of diet or the type of food they eat or perhaps the pollution in the air, how could that be impacting on people's physiology and they're not strong enough to even, you know, take uh, a minor knocks? Uh, your comments on that? I, 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 was, I was always thinking that it could have been an old rice tale, but I think in, in, in the years gone by, there were not much uh, fast food outlets and uh, easy takeaways and which you could just um, you know go and uh, go and chop and eat for you know quick meal or something. There's always home cooked wholesome food that was and in the vegetables were either grown in your yard or bought from somebody reputable. There were no um, addition of pesticides or insecticides or anything to boost production. And you know the uh, food then was much more wholesome than what it is now. So I think also that resorption and also like we said with the with the increase in air pollution, it it could have a negative impact on on kids today. Yeah, and also uh, psychologically, you know, going uh, uh, the, the the addiction to the gym is it a good addiction? You know, find many say, oh yes, I've got a, a gym uh, membership, but for the whole family and all love it. And you know, you'll find the uh, men and women say, hey, I just come from the gym, and perhaps uh, the gym syndrome is it a blessing to society? It's made people much more aware and much more uh, much more active in in, uh, in recent times. So people have become much more aware of what their body is, capabilities, and what they can do. But I think um, uh, people tend to maybe overdo it. So even overdoing it on supplements and trying to always, you know, get bigger and becomes like in this addiction where you want to get bigger muscles and sometimes your tendons and your ligaments and your supporting structures of your body can't can't hold it can't hold it together and then you overload it and that sometimes leads to either muscle tearing or some injury that's sometimes irreversible or only only sorted out with surgery and everyone knows that after surgery it's, your body's never the same. Absolutely, Ahmed. I can tell you, uh, in my files, I've got a lot of uh, Q&As uh, coming up for you from uh, the listeners. And inshallah, yes, I know you'll handle them. And uh, that's for having a lovely show with you. Time for us to go to the uh, marketplace. And inshallah, we will uh, continue after that. You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Okay, Ahmed, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, yes, uh, really enjoying ourselves uh, with you this uh, evening. Tell us, how are you feeling? Wa alaikum, very well. Alhamdulillah, very well. 
Yeah, Alhamdulillah, already enjoying ourselves. As I said, uh, I'm looking at questions that have come through on our files here. And uh, this was uh, from Gigi uh, Foy. Uh, she says, Assalamu alaikum, Brother Shafa'at. When the chiropractor comes, please ask him this question. Gigi <laughs> Foy is very worried here, uh, Ahmed. And she says, Has anyone died from going to a chiropractor? Ahmed, uh, uh, did you have. Uh, the- uh, I don't know. Uh, has anyone passed on in, in consultation with a chiropractor? The, yeah, I don't think I can answer this question. So it's going to just raise uh, issues. All right. No, no. I think uh, you're right. Let's uh, <laughs> Gigi Foy. Very sorry, Gigi Foy. I'm not we can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it happens in all the time and Allah will the thing. Okay, yeah, this question, it says, Assalamu alaikum. I really enjoy your program, Brother Shafaat. Um, can uh, a person be injured by uh, going to a chiropractor? I think these people are all fear-mongering here. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you take all the precautions so they, that they don't get injured. The first place, they're injured and then they come to you, Ahmed. And uh, I think you should tell them this. When you're hurt, then you come to me and then I try and make you better. Uh, you could elaborate on that. We normally, when a patient comes in, we, we make sure that we obviously get them to uh, they sign a consent form. So we get con- their consent first for them for permission for them to ask for for us to treat them. Um, that's the first and foremost thing that we do. And then we take a, a very thorough case history. And once we're done with the cases, you will proceed to the physical exam. So the physical exam is, uh, involves doing neurological, neurological and orthopedic testing, um, muscle testing as well, checking your blood pressure, um, temperature, and um, your vital signs as well. And then also doing any test that may uh, uh, lead us to uh, arriving at a diagnosis. So that also that also helps us in um, making sure that uh, what we do is uh, safe and uh, safe for the patient or for the general public. Yes, Ahmed, uh, you know, perhaps uh, uh, how closely do you and uh, maybe a few doctors, how closely do they work with you? Uh, do they pass on uh, people onto you, um, vice versa, Ahmed? Uh, gee, we have worked closely with uh, other healthcare professions. As you remember, the chiropractic is a multidisciplinary uh, profession, so we do refer to other professions if needed. So I normally refer uh, my patients to if I need to go to a neurologist, and the patient uh, there's no there's no neurologist as I know in South Coast, so I normally refer to a neurologist in Durban, uh, Dr. Mahmoud Khan uh, at Itagwini Hospital, and then. Uh, and then sometimes the patient needs an orthopedic opinion. So, you know, like a patient sometimes may need an MRI scan because of um, maybe a disc that's herniated that we suspect after after doing the testing on them. And then we can't do any anything further for them for pain management. And then we suggest they go for an X-ray. Uh, once the X-ray comes, sometimes it shows clear. Like the one patient I had about two weeks ago, I was working with the, the GP, Dr. Valley, next door to me. And then... We had sent the patient for an X-ray, and the patient had come back showing that the X-ray was normal. But then we also we both suspected that there may have been um, a disc issue. A disc, a disc doesn't show on the X-ray, so we had to refer the patient for an MRI to the specialist, the orthopedic surgeon, and then they found that the patient had an L5 uh, disc herniation, which needed to be repaired by a surgery. Jay yeah, then uh, what's the difference between a uh, you know a chiropractor and a physical therapist? Uh, you know uh, what uh, what are the differences? 
So there, there are uh, uh, a lot of similarities also, but also a lot of subtle differences. Uh, remember that uh, physiotherapy is a four-year course. The chiropractic is, uh, course is a six-year master's degree course. Um, the chiropractor is able to is a healthcare prof- uh, profession that is a primary healthcare profession. So you can you don't you not you do not require a referral letter or any uh, any sort of um, referral from any doctor to see a chiropractor, and um, you can just walk in and get treated. The chiropractor will do a case history, will do a physical exam, like I discussed, and also uh, um, treat you the uh, in the best way possible, and also. Uh, the um, okay, stuck there. Uh, no, no, don't worry about that uh, yeah, yeah, because the uh, toxins are getting uh, stuck in your joints, it's uh, it, it causing a little bit of discomfort. It happens, you know. Uh, perhaps a question to ask you know, after going to a chiropractic uh, adjustment, and uh, some, sometimes people feel that this uh, disco- uh, discomfort, and uh, is it true this is because of the toxins that are being released to the body? That you will feel discomfort and sometimes a little bit of pain, uh, Ahmed. It is possible that you will feel a bit of pain after the adjustment because remember, your body is your body. What your body thinks is when you walk in, that's what your body perceives as normal. And the chiropractor will aim to adjust your spine and put it and 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 put it back to what it should be as the normal. So remember, when your body undergoes the change. Your your body thinks that uh, that that what what the chiropractor does is abnormal, so your body will go into it will have a bit of pain. So the typical example is a patient who's trying to correct the posture. You have a patient who's uh, who comes in and they have like a slouching, and then you tell them to sit up straight, and they feel like the moment they sit up straight, the pain gets worse in the spine. So they think that so your body thinks that that's now not that's the abnormal brain it's actually the normal. Okay, and also we look at uh, the herniated disc. What is that? You know, people oh, herniated disc, and I'm feeling this. Tell, uh, tell the listeners about the herniated disc, uh, Ahmed. So a herniated disc is, remember, you have your vertebrae, and then you have this cartilage in between your vertebrae. That's called the disc. That's called the intervertebral disc. So that's the uh, thing that, uh, that's uh, like your shock absorption. It helps to... Uh, it helps with uh, mostly with shock absorption and also to prevent your your the spine, the tube, uh, the vertebrae from touching each other. So sometimes what happens is if you, especially in now in this holiday period, if you're doing any heavy lifting or doing any uh, um, any uh, strenuous activity that involves the use of your lower back, especially, you can what is known as uh, what is commonly referred to as a herniated disc, where the disc will push forward against the ligaments and start to occlude the, the 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 nerve root that comes out from there and that causes uh pain the referred pain that usually uh, refer to as sciatica so that causes the pain and sometimes in some cases surgery is required to uh, alleviate that pressure from the uh, from the nerve Yes, I'm also, I know about, uh, you know, the physiotherapist and people, hey, I've got a pinched nerve, I'm going to run to them. But uh, can a chiropractor uh, fix uh, pinched nerves? Gee, we do treat, uh, we can treat successfully uh, pinched nerve, otherwise known, known as a radiculopathy, um, where the nerve, uh, but remember, a pinched nerve is just like um, a symptom, but not actually the cause. So what's causing the pinched nerve? Is it the muscle? Is it a um, is it a herniated disc? Is it um, you know a degeneration that's now at the end stage where it's now causing a stenosis? So that all 
has to be assessed first before you decide what's causing the condition of, and then treat it accordingly. Yes, Ahmed, you know, you generally, uh, you know, uh, treat people with a uh, non-invasive uh, method and a more natural treatment so that, you know, instead of uh, uh, visiting an uh, uh, orthopedist uh, to repair the immediate or damaged, uh, you know, muscles or torn muscles, uh, we can come to you and uh, maybe, you know, you find a, a method of uh, treating us. Uh, is there any truth in that? We always try to do conservative management first without involving any medication, any surgery. So the whole idea is to be holistic about the whole thing and decide what at what stage this patient is. Sometimes the patient comes in when it's a bit too late and surgery may be the only option for that patient. But as far as possible, we try to be more conservative where we try to use uh, uh, other modalities like dry needling, electrotherapy, even heat therapy as well even uh, like a percussion vibration therapy or even uh, the adjustment that tries to help the patient with the mobility and reduce the pain and um, help with the uh, reduction of additional formations. And then only all, all, that, all, of, all of that fails, then only we consider referring to um, orthopedic surgeon for uh, an opinion of whether surgery will now help this patient. And then, you know, think about it, uh, you know, how sci- uh, scientif- uh, scientific is uh, chiropractic? You know, is a lot of science involved in it? The uh, 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 chiropractic is um, what is known as evidence-based medicine. So as long as research is, comes out, we mm. tend to be in more in more current with the trends at how, about how treatment and how treatment protocols uh, should be done. So it's, it it changes from time to time because as more research comes out, the more we learn. So in fact, um, the degree that we, we have is a master's degree. So you have to do um, um, a, a dissertation at the end of your studies where you where you have to write up an entire thesis about um, your your research or whatever topic you have chosen. So my topic was low back pain and I measured um, this uh, electrical uh, impulse stimulation, the interferential current, and I measured time with it, and I found that um, there were some there were some changes that needed to be done in regards to how long we have this machine applied onto the patient. So, uh, you know, this, I don't know, you know, uh, the, the, the elders always said, okay, you say, hey, I got a tummy ache, and they'll say, come, 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 I'm lie down, and they'll press your back, and they'll your spine will, you know, make that cracking sound and say, how are you feeling now? Oh, they'll put your spine, you know, cracking your own back. And, you know, they used to, the, and uh, is it, is, you know, popping your back bad, you know, when they break your, the, and they use the term nara, come on, break your nara. The elders used to do that. Or sometimes they'll pull your toe and it's cracking all the time. And, you know, I don't know, sometimes you felt so good when they broke all those or they popped all that up and you felt the relief. Uh, is it, uh, is popping your back bad or good for you? I won't, I won't advise it for anyone to do it other than a healthcare professional or, or chiropractor, simply because you don't know what structures you can affect. And remember your your, your spine, your, remember just take for example your neck. I know people, a lot of people, they try to break their neck or click their neck into position. Remember that mm. your neck moves in in six different directions. So sometimes what happens is some of those vertebrae aren't, aren't um, painful or aren't problematic at all, but now you decide to click your neck and you can cause a problem. You can cause a mild shift in that uh, vertebrae, which, which can lead to problems later on in life, uh, if not now. So what happens is, you, and also remember that you can't control that force that you're affecting onto the joint. And if repeatedly doing it, 
can also cause a thing known as ligament laxity and it also can, con can contribute towards uh, degeneration as well. And, you know, when uh, you uh, pull the muscle, uh, is it important for, uh, you know, us to come to a chiropractor? How, you know, how quickly should you get to a chiropractor if you have a pulled muscle? Normally, I think what the trend is, people tend to leave it for a certain period of time to either try to sleep it out or try to take some um, over-the-counter medication just to see if it will resolve itself. But sometimes you, it can result in um, other issues like where a patient won't be able to uh, and is unable to walk in the pain is getting progressively worse, the spasm is getting progressively worse. So, um, especially leading with, uh, especially with the neck leading to a stiff neck or a torticollis. So, I think the sooner you get it treated, the better. So, it gives, um, gives you, uh, it's a healing time is much quicker so that you can heal faster. And especially during this holiday period, you don't want to be hindered by any injuries of the sort. Mm -hmm. You make a good point, even uh, hydration. How important is the hydration uh, during this period, you know, especially in hot times? Uh, how much of water should we drink? And uh, why, you know, I think uh, even when you have a chiropractic uh, uh, adjustment, you need to be uh, drinking a lot of water. Could you fill us in, Ahmed? Well, hydration generally is important. Um, so water is the standard. But if you are doing high-intensity exercise or high-intensity sports or anything in the holidays, which I think um, a lot of people tend to do that. It's nice to balance it with uh, some electrolyte, uh, just to keep your electrolyte uh, balance and your keep your homeostatic state because you don't want to also be having uh, issues where you have uh, fainting spells or feeling any weakness or anything of the sort as well. So being hydrated is fundamentally important. Um, it's just, um, I think you should consult with a healthcare professional just to uh, figure out how much uh, hydration is best for you. You know, earlier on we spoke about uh, a herniated disc. Can the herniated disc be pushed back into place, uh, Ahmed? Um, as far as I know, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I just, um, I normally refer to an author for a second opinion just to see if there's any um, thing that can be done to either um, mitigate or to treat this conservatively without any uh, any surgery involved. And uh, and then take it from there. You know, it's, every patient comes in as an individual. And it's, um, it's not um, where we can uh, say like, you know, it can be treated or cannot be treated. It's, it's very different for each and every patient. So I presume if someone comes with a heavy pain, and says, hey, doc, I need a painkiller. Can you recommend a painkiller? Uh, do you recommend or do you say, no, no, that's not my field. I don't recommend the painkillers. Uh, fill us in, Ahmed. So chiropractors, we don't prescribe any pain medication of the sort. We leave it to the, uh, the GPs and for the specialists to prescribe uh, pain medication and uh, prescribe medication for the patient. Yeah, I can hear Haji Pei telling me, hey, uh, Shafat, you better ask this question uh, to Ahmed. Uh, well, Haji Pei is saying, uh, can a massage fix a pinched nerve, <laughs> Ahmed? <laughs> it just depends. What Remember, a massage will only affect maybe the... Um, if you do a massage with oil, it only affects maybe the skin and maybe um, uh, the first or second layer of muscle, but it doesn't really go pen penetrate deep through. So if you have... Um, uh, an issue where sometimes what happens is it can make the pinching of worse in some cases. 
So it's it's difficult with it. It's difficult to advise for or against. Some people do find relief, but some people don't find relief. So it's it's best to consult with the healthcare professional first before you decide to do any of your own treatments before attempting anything of sort. You know, I'm thinking aloud here. Why you know sometimes when your 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 back when it's cracked and it's all in alignment, why does it make you feel so good? You know, makes you feel hey, cool and relaxed. What are some of the reasons? Well, basically, it's restoring your homeostatic state and your balance within your body. So everything is now functioning at its optimal. And you have, uh, you know, your, your nerve pathways are now um, functioning at its, at its best where there's no, uh, there's no hindrances, there's no blockages, there's no, uh, there's no uh, point where you're, uh, you're, everything is just flowing, the, the, everything is flowing quite, quite easily and quite uh, without, without any difficulty. So that can also lead to that feel good and release of endorphins. What are some of the reasons, uh, you know, or some of the, um, uh, you know, you'll get some of the signs that will tell you that, uh, you know, your spine is out of al- alignment. What will you be going through that, you know, will tell you, hey, you know, you're not right. You have to put your spine right. Uh, how how would you know that, Ahmed? Well, in most cases, what the chiropractor does also tends to measure your leg length. And uh, in some cases, what happens is you find that you have one leg that is shorter than the other. So you may find that your shoe is wearing off on one side or you, your pants may be wearing off on one side, favoring one side more than the other. Or you may feel a bit heavy on the one side or you may feel like your one foot is um, lagging when you walk or you've been at the gym if you're doing leg exercises and you feel like your one foot gets weaker, uh, quicker, or you feel like your one uh, side of your body is much more weaker than the other, then that should lead you to a visit to a chiropractor where you can assess and tell you um, more or less what's uh, causing this. You know, uh, people talk a lot about uh, knee pain. Is it because of uh, excessive weight or is it just wear and tear? Uh, what could uh, people do to, you know, uh, alleviate and uh, uh, maybe a knee pain, Ahmed? Uh, alleviating knee pain is to uh, prevent any, uh, to, to avoid any high impact exercises, so like uh, running especially, if you have any knee pain, uh, that can aggravate it. I would suggest doing something more like cycling or swimming. If you have a weight issue, the best thing is to reduce the weight so it puts less pressure on your knees. And even if you and if you're younger and if you have the sort of pain, you, if you do reduce your weight and you do start doing more like uh, weight-bearing exercises, it can help to alleviate this pain or prevent this pain later on in life. Yes, yeah, so, you know, uh, we spoke about uh, pinched nerves uh, uh, earlier on. Uh, you know, how, how serious can pinched nerve uh, become if, uh, you know, if it's not treated, uh, uh, you know, uh, at the inception? What will happen then? It can lead to, well, mostly in most cases, it become becomes so debilitating where patients feel like they need to be sleeping the entire time or become, um, you know, they become dependent on the medication or the pain medications they are taking. They can lead to um, can lead to dependence, to dependency on prescription medication. Can lead to other things like depression, and you know, dissonances and feeling like you you don't have this um, drive anymore. So it can it can lead to other other major other psychological issues, which uh, which sometimes can be prevented if you treat it in time. Then also you get uh, people complaining about frozen shoulder, you know, sitting under the acorn or things like that. 
And, you know, some people are susceptible to, uh, to a frozen shoulder over and over again. Uh, what are they doing wrong to invite this condition on them? So the other, the, the proper name for frozen shoulder is called an adhesive, adhesive capsulitis, where the uh, shoulder is literally, it becomes frozen. So what happens is the the fluid buildup within the joint becomes, um, it's, it's, it's largely unknown as to how it happens, but it becomes like sort of sticky things, uh, like sticky uh, um, fluid-like substance that forms in the joint. And what happens is, remember that the shoulder is the most movable joint in the body. So once that becomes uh, frozen, you can't really move it much without any, without having to have any assistance. So what happens is normally, um, it's one of these very stubborn things to treat, and it, sometimes it does resolve itself, but it takes a very long time, between sometimes one and a half to two years uh, to resolve itself. So usually what we do is we also refer for an orthopedic opinion who will uh, guide uh, guide the patient accordingly to either have a, uh, a release of, uh, it's a minor surgery where they do a, a release of that uh, of the shoulder or they even insert a, a steroid injection, the corticosteroid injection, just to help with the mobility of the joint. Yeah, I'm wondering about tension and, uh, you know, fear-mongering uh, uh, amongst people. How does that impact on the body? You know, will that bring about pain? Or even, you know, you talk about uh, neck pain or, you know, you stiffen up. Can 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 that be a psychological problem that can affect you physically, uh, Ahmed? Gee, remember, this, this time of the year, you have this thing what is known as a holiday stress where you have, you may have guests coming over, you may be going to a destination and you need to pack and there's so many things to worry about. And what happens is your body tends to stiffen up. So things like headaches, backaches become more common. Um, I would suggest that you fix the cause before you decide to do any holiday or anything of the sort. Like, you know, see a chiropractor, see a healthcare professional, see somebody just to help alleviate that stress before you do anything. Well, I tell you, many in your part of the world, they love, they love going out here. Yeah? So if they want to visit you, give us your physical address and uh, where do we come to you, Ahmed? I'll, I'll give you the opportunity because you're a good young man. Have we been giving your contact details? My cell phone number is 786 I'm located at number 15 Reynolds Street in Port Chepston. Yeah, and uh, before I let you go, you must uh, give us one good reason. Tell the uh, listeners of Marcus Sahaba, they're listening to you from all over the world, all over the country. And I tell you, we're very popular with the, the sales of our decoders. It's just unreal. Give us one good reason why we should come and visit Port Chepston. One good reason, Ahmed. If you love the ocean and you love the sand, that's probably one good reason to come and visit Projection. <laughs> hey, I tell you, the Kamisa, Salim Kamisa is saying, hey, chef, I'm a fisherman. Hey, but uh, Ahmad doesn't go. Yeah. I don't think you're a fish, uh, fisherman, Ahmad. I, I used to fish at some point, but um, I think I've been, been gone, gone a bit lazy over the years. I need to get my rod out again. Okay, you get it going. But I tell you, absolutely, mashallah, this evening. Really enjoyed your company. Inshallah, we'll talk to you in the near future. And uh, perhaps your parting words? I think um, this holiday, um, just remember just to be safe and just to exercise uh, all, take all the precautions necessary to, to you know, um, 
to to just just be safe this entire holiday, just to prevent any injuries or anything of the sort. Um, even if it means uh, walking on the sand, remember the sand is uneven, so on the beach especially, so that can also lead to things like back pain um, in future. So just remember just to stretch and just to just to be cool and be calm. Well, I love. Now look. Yeah, don't look into the sky always. Look down so you know where you're walking. Ahmed, Jazakallah khair for being with us, inshallah. We'll talk to you in the near future. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. People, and Jazakallah khair for tuning in uh, to the show. And I tell you, Ahmed was absolutely informative. And mashallah, he covered so many different issues. And Allah keep him uh, blessed now and forever. Time for us to go for a break and inshallah we will continue after that.